1: Hello, and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown.
0: And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisor firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. And it really does all start with a plan, knowing what you own and why you own it. So to receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. If you're no longer with the company, as a rule, your money shouldn't be there either, so we can help you roll that out into a tax-neutral IRA, whether that's a traditional IRA, Roth IRA. Do the NUA analysis before you make maybe a fatal mistake to that IRA. Once again, our phone number, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email. Share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. We do have multiple locations throughout the Cincinnati area. Milford is our headquarters, but we also have the satellite locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence. Here at the studio, 513-749-5500, pound 550 on the 18 t wireless.
1: Toll-free number, 800-823-TALK, 800-823-8255. All right. Thank you, James. Today, we're going to discuss how to conquer. I like that word, conquer. Conquer the seven retirement planning sins. Might as well conquer some fears, uh, might as well conquer some um, false expectations and avoid false starts. There's so many, you know, sevens is one of those good numbers you can work with and you can back into and you can apply new truths in your lives and really, really succeed on the, uh, the other side of the equation. Usually it usually signifies completeness. It sure does, James. And uh, to help folks out there ensure that the retirement plan follows the right path to success, success on purpose, we're going to look at how to avoid such costly sins related to retirement and retirement planning. Or sometimes it's a lack of planning. Everyone has a plan, right, James? That's right. It, what are a, those?
0: Well, a failure of plan sometimes
1: is a plan to fail. Do you believe that? Oh, absolutely. I do too. I've experienced uh, having that kind of plan before in different areas of life, and you just got to work through it. So now you all out there listening, it's, it's just one of those days where I hope that you'll turn up the radio, uh, participate, as James mentioned, you can call in straight into the studio. It's a live show. We take questions. We would enjoy having you. If you're out there traveling, uh, wishing you safe returns here. And you can also catch us online at uh, 55KRC.com and just listen live. Because I know, James, when uh, when I'm off on a Sunday and you and Barry are doing the thing, and I weave in and out of, um, of reception, it's the darnest thing. I can't quite figure it out. But when I go right on over online, perfect, clear as can be. Well, to kick things off, Brown Financial Advisors, we want to help you, and we want to do that because we work for clients, not companies. All the uh, tools in our toolbox or whatever's uh, necessary to get you successful and healthy uh, all on purpose. We don't work for the mothership. We're not Wall Street. We're Main Street. We're independent to do those things for you and only you. It starts out with the complimentary evaluation of exactly where you are. We look at all your pieces of your puzzle, your financial puzzle. It's kind of like the Mayo Clinic of Financial Services, if you will. We'll take a full diagnostic approach. Everything you're currently doing, uh, annuities, insurance policies, market-based investments, your 401Ks, 403Bs, TSAs, whatever you have going on out there, we'll help you assess your uh, current position from a budget, income versus expenses. How about your net surplus on savings? Do you have that? If you don't, we need to help you get to the point where you're experiencing, and we'll discuss some of that today, 10 15 20% in a surplus. I'd like to see you put about 5% of that in savings and uh, 10 or the rest that you can into your future because the future someday will be the present, and you'll be wondering what you did about it. So imagine that. So we go together through each aspect of your areas of finance, and we project forward. We kind of step into the future, 20, 25 years in the future. Take a look around see what you can see, then run back with us back to the present and let's get busy. Let's get busy solving for all those things you saw in that imaginary future that just didn't jive to what you would think would be your, your health and wellness, uh, of that day. So we'll take a look at the portfolio. We call it a, a portfolio analysis review. It's like an MRI of your holdings. We'll turn those holdings inside out, show you the spreads, fees, margins, loads, and all the other cost factors, plus whatever you're currently paying on a, in a fee. Um, We'll find redundancies. We find it every time. At least I guess, compliance-wise, I should say nearly every time. How about 99.9% of the time? What do I mean by um, redundancies? Let's say you're holding a bunch of mutual funds, and they're holding funds, or holding funds, all with their own expense structure that you didn't know about, and they're holding the same positions Well, you're just you. How many times do you need to own the same thing over and over and over again? Because if something's not going your way and you're holding these things redundantly, you'll feel like you got mugged and beaten, maybe even left for dead. And financially, if you don't address this and fix it, uh, dead financially you shall be. So we don't want that. We want to also look at your income provisioning for retirement. When you're in your early phases of retirement, you're going to stay by budget? What budget? Well, let's let's craft one. Make sure you have one. It'll be one of the topics in our hour together. And um, let's find the sources of that income. How stable are they, really? Are they sufficient? What are you doing with your money to reposition so you can have satisfactory or certainty of money and income going on. How is it going to face the headwinds of inflation? Is it going to be okay against inflation? Is there going to be enough for you to draw down and give up on just buying the same bread, eggs, and milk in a future that costs more for the bread, eggs, and milk? Is your money still going to be able to grow after you withdraw and after you meet the inflationary pressures? All these things are so relevant because when you're deep into retirement, you are not gainfully engaged in your employment. The top of your career, the top of your earning anymore. You're in it to win it, and you don't want to go back and try to do a do-over in retirement. It doesn't come with one. How about long-term care, health care? How about the areas to be able to help children and grandchildren along when you're just struggling to get along? Don't try to live on that Social Security or um, an uncertain pension check. I hope you don't have one of those. I hope you have a strong pension, a great Social Security, and a great financial plan, because our meetings together are complimentary all the way through. Until we have a plan that works for you, that you get your fingerprints on, you adopt, you adapt to, and you say, let's work together, shall we? You'll know the cost because we've picked the tools together for your plan together. It's your plan, and we're your team. Brown Financial Advisors, working for clients, not companies. We work for you. James, let's get into the topic, unless you have some thoughts or anything you'd like to add.
0: Yeah, let's go through what's the 10 thought-provoking questions that tie into today's show So for starters, the common retirement sins that could impact our future, what are they? How many workers, at least what percentage of workers, still have a pension plan today for retirement? How should I go about creating a proper budget? Maybe it's the I, maybe it's the collective we as far as how to properly budget. Are there classes or clubs? This is almost like therapy when it says, how can I prepare or what's going to help me prepare for my post-work life? many times for many people, this is a major adjustment. What should I do or what should we do if there's a shortfall and need more monthly income? Does that mean going back to work? How about social security? Are there ways to properly plan for that that could maximize not only the individual retirement income, but also the collective family benefits of income? How about inflation? When it comes to inflation for health care, long-term care, What's the difference between maybe the regular rate of inflation versus the medical rate of inflation? Here's a big one. How can I stop procrastinating, especially when it comes to retirement? And then what changes can we make now to avoid each
1: of these retirement sins or mistakes? Well, we can address, my goodness, all 10 of those. What do you know? What classes? Oh, we have classes in clubs. You can be cl- part of Club Sound Money. Come in and see us anytime. Uh, it's complimentary. Go over planning. You know why we don't charge for planning, if you're wondering. We don't charge for planning because we don't want you to think there's a meter running and always a token to put in. We all know people that will not go get medical help, go to the doctor, go to the hospital because of co-pays and deductibles. They'll claim they're as healthy as they always were, haven't been the doctor in years perhaps, because they don't want to pay to play. Well, that's not a barrier or an obstruction to getting the help and direction you need with our firm. There's never a financial planning fee okay now other reasons we don't believe you ought to pay for something you're not sure you're gonna like right I mean how much sense does that make but people do it and uh, not at our firm you come in you work through the process we do all the analysis we present the recommendations we don't hold anything back we show you the value that we know that we can provide you assess that you see a fit we can continue together forward and that's the way We like to see it work, and we find people do, too. And then uh, on procrastination, no reason to. Invest a little time in us. We'll invest time in you. It's all good, and you get the value even if we agree to disagree, meaning you say maybe not now. It's not the right time. But we are going to continue with our topic. And and, and if you're out there, give us a call here at the studio, but don't hesitate to call our office. That's 513-575-9654. Five seven five nine six five four. 9654 Visit us online at com. Send us an email. That's team at com. So when we return, we're going to continue on how to conquer the seven retirement planning sins. And you're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors on 55KRC. The Talk Station.
0: Advisors LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted.
1: Welcome back to the Money Many Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm
0: James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisor firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com Financial Send us an email, share your thoughts to team at com and come see us at one of our Cincinnati area locations. Milford is our headquarters, but we also have satellite locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence. Here at the studio, 513-749-5500, pounds 550 on the at t wireless, toll-free number eight hundred eight two three talk eight hundred eight
1: two three right. If you're out there wondering um, what's the correct answer to the question Which half of your money you're willing to lose when it comes to investing? Well, if that caught your attention, come see us because we have solutions. You can grow your money, keep it safe, keep that part that you're not willing to risk, at least not at risk and growing to and doing something functional and purposeful in your overall plan because you'll get a complimentary financial plan in having come seen us. Now, um, investment recommendations too, make sure you're getting paid the return for the risk you're taking And um, your portfolio should have multiple strategies deployed within it. Now, in this subject matter today, how to conquer the seven retirement planning sins. Well, first off and foremost, to be clear, when we say sin, we're simply meaning retirement mistakes that you should avoid, not more of the uh, moral high ground aspects, Uh, although our, our show is on Sunday, and we hope that you're attending to those daily and so forth. Now, financial stability. On the other hand, well, it can have many different meanings to a variety of people, but simple way to put it is when you feel confident about your financial situation, you have obtained the financial stability. That's what you're seeking. That's what you will have attained if that's what you're feeling. But it's not always about feeling. The facts have to line up, don't they? So today we're going to discuss the common retirement sense, and our goal here is to help you think of the ways to either help overcome or avoid them so that you can have that financial stability in and throughout retirement altogether.
0: That's a big one financial stability. Some people have reached it quicker than others. Others are maybe still searching for it. I mean, it's a slippery slope when you say, well, what is my magic number? What is our magic number? What do we need to actually have or to fund a healthy, productive lifestyle in retirement? You know, what is it you want to be able to continue to afford? Mm -hmm. And if you look at what you maybe earned just straight out of college or even high school, even if you went to college, it's very likely that fresh out of school, you were not earning the big bucks. You were not earning maybe what you are today, comparatively speaking, when it comes to your income. And at the same time, achieving stability, yes, it does take time, hard work, lots of uh, trial and error when it comes to that. But This is where when you say, what can Brown do for you? What is it as far as our role in the financial planning process? So when you are ready to not just simply crawl, but to start walking and start running when it comes to not only your investing, but also planning for retirement, the planning process is especially where we come in, where Brown helps with this. So our fund number, 513-575-9654. When it comes to financial stability, not only during your working years, but also transitioning into the retirement years, your accumulation phase versus your distribution phase. And not only that, but also what happens as far as afterwards. So into retirement, through retirement, and even beyond retirement, estate planning also matters
1: greatly. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was caught up in memory lane there, James. Uh, People may or may not know that we went to high school together. Starting off in junior high. Yes, we did. And uh, you're just as charming and outgoing and as smart as ever. You're you're like one of the smartest people I've ever known, and and one of the smartest people certainly traveled around that building. I'll go with
0: this. I'm the second smartest person in the room right now. Well,
1: okay. Casper the Wonder Ghost must be present. But I was also thinking about, was that a noun or a verb? We both know people did attend high school, but were they present? Uh, It depends if they treated high school as a noun or a verb. But what we're looking at here is do you know what a key of avoiding failure in retirement is it's another character trait that it deals with avoiding procrastination you know the best way to avoid procrastination is just do it that's a Nike thing and for those like Nike well we'll just borrow it for a moment but act now it's not too late to do the right thing it's never too late to do the right thing get that down and it's never too early either so speaking towards your adult children and the rest of the clan. so Discussing the seven common retirement sins, the planning sins at least, um, let's look at over-reliance on Social Security and pensions. One of the most common mistakes we see with people looking ahead to retirement is making the assumptions that the income sources that they'll have, particularly Social Security and pensions, um, are, are overemphasized in their estimates. And they think about the future and just kind of assume Social Security will take care of most or all of their income needs in retirement. It was never structured for that, of course, more of a safety net to keep one from uh, financial oblivion. But um, um, if you're fortunate enough out there to retire with a pension, okay, take Social Security, put it in one hand, put the pension in the other because you're fortunate enough to have one, well, you're going to be more well off than most if you play it right. So when you start receiving that Social Security in retirement, you add in your pension, you have a certain foundational amount of income. Now, we are here to tell you, Specifically, not to count only on these two income sources, and here's why. You may know this, but maybe it's good to rehearse it. Social Security. It's currently bringing in less than it pays out. Never a good budget. Speaking of budgets earlier, and it's projected to do so every year moving forward for ever, unless a huge demographic cycle reverses and uh, inverts. But if changes aren't made to the program itself, the trust fund will be exhausted in about T-15 years and only about 75% of the scheduled benefits will be paid out to those future recipients. So, as you can see, or in this case here, Social Security may not be the most reliable income source for those of us looking for a future retirement. Now, to add to that, Social Security should only make up, uh, in, then on average, 40% of your pre-retirement income. Now, that, you know, more for some, less for others, but just think, less than half of your pre-retirement income, would have an equivalency if you were to rely upon Social Security as the basis of your income. You'd be starving yourself by 60% right out of the gate of your income needs comparatively of what it takes to maintain your lifestyle today.
0: Well, we all know what's going to happen next. The government's not going to let Social Security go completely bankrupt. They will simply raise taxes on the program, both directly and indirectly. Indirectly means that they may actually change the, the what's called the full retirement age. Right now... It's trending towards age 67, depending upon when you were born, your full retirement age started off at 65 and now it might actually be age 67. That's a very fundamental shift in how they pay out benefits. What's called your full retirement age or your primary insurance amount. So nevertheless, that's one way that they have changed the program fundamentally a second way that they'll do that is via payroll taxes. Very simply They will increase, they being the government, will increase how much is subject to your payroll tax that you pay into the Social Security program on a year-in and year-out basis. So I'm not saying that this is necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just simply saying it is a thing, and it will happen, and it will continue to happen. They've only raised taxes on the program about 24 times in the past 24 years. So very likely we know what's going to happen next, and we'll just leave that at
1: that. Yeah, vote, vote James. And yes, now, that's the Social Security chapter today's book. Yes, now, it?
0: pensions. <laughs> yeah. Now, when it comes to pensions, fewer than 15% of the private sector workers actually still have access to a pension. That works out, depending upon how you want to do math, to about one out of every seven private sector employee, once again, will actually have or will receive a pension, which is also called a defined benefit plan. So think of it this way. When you have a 401K or a 403B or some type of one of those what seems like an alphabet soup type number to plan it very simply means that what's defined is what's going into the plan not what's coming out so the 401k 403bs those are defined contribution plans so what's only defined is how much you contribute and maybe if you're lucky the employer is matching as far as your contributions into the plan what is not guaranteed is what comes out at the end upon your retirement that's a pension And that's one of the reasons why the pension is going away The Dodo Bird is because it's so expensive for the companies to guarantee the end result or the defined benefit of that particular plan. So we're not going to say that these are going to go completely away. We're saying that they're becoming increasingly rare, and that's a trend that will, at least you should expect,
1: to have to continue. Yeah, I was thinking about the ERISA programs back in the 70s when they uh, underwent some – Heavy modification. End result was companies, corporations who actually had lobbies involved, got their wishes. They they got to get out from under the pension obligation and privatize via 401k and go to a partial contribution with matching only to the contribution of the principal participant employee. I mean, what a coup! As corporate America started to move away from the social fabric and responsibility of its of its local people that make up the companies, but. Um, before we we take this break, keep in mind, you can have a self-funded pension through fully insured products on some part of your money. You don't want to risk. You can actually build up buy, and get a paycheck for life. Kind of like buying your own social security check, maybe another one for the household or buying your own self-funded pension actually sound very stable, great way to go. So you can have money every month in your mailbox for the rest of your forever. And don't worry about these scary statistics we went through, but we shall continue. James, why don't you take us out? Our phone number, 513-575-9654.
0: Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC,
1: the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown.
0: And I'm James Borton We are a registered investment advisor firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. And it really does all start with having a plan, knowing what you own while you own it. So our advice is come see us. We can help you with that old 401k, 403B NUA analysis before you do that IRA rollover. But even with the IRA rollover, whether it's to a traditional or Roth, we can help. 513 575 nine, six, five, four. This is our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us an email to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have the satellite locations in Blue Ash, Westchester and Florence. Y'all here at the studio, five one three seven four nine fifty five hundred. 5,500. That's pound five fifty on the AT&T wireless toll free number 800, eight, two, three, eight, two, five, five.
1: All right. Well, continuing with the seven retirement planning sins and oddly enough, I guess I triggered a response when I mentioned uh, moral high ground and it's different kind of sin we're discussing. But um, Susan S writes, I have a friend who's going through a divorce. She's in her fifties. I hear that this is a sin and it's happening every day in the area of financial planning and it leaves people strung out. No question mark, James, just a period. I I assume it's a question. So a comment, Uh, we've seen the statistic, maybe in other shows that after age 50, It is really traumatic financially. I mean, emotionally and all the other things too, of course, but traumatic financially after age 50 for divorce to strike a home, a household. People built families together. They've done many things together. And for whatever reason, uh, the part that, that is most critical in keeping their marriage together is no longer to be found. But what happens, and we can't commit a lot of time to this right now, but we ought to make a note to come back to it sometime because we've talked about how Social Security for the, for the ladies in the home typically, the spouse with the smaller check typically, it's, um, they're the ones helping the, the adult parents of their other spouse and their own parents and have, you know find themselves working less and contributing less to Social Security, getting a smaller check. Um, then you have the fact that they were principally responsible for the children in the home, and then guess what? Grandchildren of the home. Still, once more, not as much opportunity for wages to contribute to Social Security and other types of benefits and building up 401Ks. And um, so, unfortunately, when this happens, this, this is what we can say. We strongly encourage people to find common ground. Divorce isn't always fair and why it happens and who did what, but anyone who wants to seek out nasty battles in the divorces of itself is asking for trouble. They get everything, you know, all the bad stuff that happens they kind of deserve because there's a right way and a wrong way to go about things. right way is get common counsel, a common fiduciary financial advisor to shoot both parties straight and represent each best interest. And we found ourselves in that situation a lot as professionals, James. And that's the high road we took. Um, Only a few times we had to excuse ourselves when people wouldn't play fair and we can't be a part of unfair. And then on the other side with the legal counsel, same thing, common counsel, uh, moving forward, full disclosure, sharing assets, income, sources of income, so that both parties who made things happen up to that date are treated fairly. We have seen people come to our office playing the divorce card, James, and, and they weren't playing fair. They were trying to get clever. And no matter how many times, you know, we three amigos encouraged those head of households to not get clever not get tricky and slick and we not put up false battles in place because it hurt everyone. And it even hurts themselves. And they're just so I don't stubborn. Know, yeah. And blinded with their anger that they make a ridiculous set of decisions. And I can think, and you can too, several of the people that come to mind still battling years later and they've made so many things much worse. They cost themselves so much more money. The thing that they were trying to get so creative and clever over, so the word of wisdom is unify in counsel. If you couldn't unify ultimately in marriage, unify in the exit and live and let live. Uh, people heal, get past the emotional aspect. If the money is handled properly, respectably, things, you know, joy comes in the morning. It can be a new day dawn. So I, I don't even remotely know, Susan S., if that addressed your question, but like anyone else out there, please don't hesitate to give us a call. Five one three five seven five nine six five four five, seven, five, nine, six, five, four. We'll do our best to help. So thank you. Now budgeting people in any form of relationship need to have a budget. When you go into retirement and it's kind of a guessing game on how your assets are going to do over time, sequence of returns. You don't know if the next two years can be bad markets, good markets, Uh, depending on how you position your money according to your plan and how much you need to live on. Yeah, there's some things to take care of and a budget. If you don't have one, it's time to get one. It's great if you never needed one before, but I believe everyone should have one going to retirement. Even if you have a huge surplus, it's good to know a lot of things you can do with it to get even more creative in your planning. So, and when we speak of income, because we're talking about, well, income and expenses kind of go together in the budget scene, but while you're working, it may not be necessarily as important to have a budget and you still need to, get ready to do so. During the working years, you have the income coming in from your job, consistently have the bills that you pay. Uh, most people can figure out over a long time frame how to make things work. It's just kind of natural inflows and outflows, even if they don't sharpen a pen and develop a budget. But the problem here is that people often think that since they could get by doing it that way while they're working, they can just make some simple adjustments and, and arrive at a similar method for retirement. Well, remember, retirement can be like the next 20 to 30 years of you being constructively unemployed. Hey, how do you feel, James, about being unemployed for about 30 years? Wow, that seems like a dry spell. No, it's called retirement. I hope you're well saved up, budgeted, and prepared and have a plan. And the self, the do it yourself mentality of going to retirement, I so am against that. Most people find out eventually they can't do it themselves because cognitively they decline over time, perhaps, or they actually enjoy retirement so much they actually want to do it. And not sit, you know, cuddled up with the computer more than they cuddle up with their spouse and, uh, or their golf game. You know, it's just kind of a reality thing. So we follow it carefully. We started off right. And when you start retirement, that's the critical time to get things right. Just like shooting a gun slightly off target down range. You missed the target by a mile. Same thing happens if you don't get the right start up front in retirement. So don't wait to get help later in retirement. When you're bored with doing the financial things, want to do your own thing. You got it backwards the other way around. We want to help simplify how you build the budget, maintain a budget, and maintain and build your success. James,
0: well, here's a good example of when you say, "Well, how do I calculate expenses?" The low-tech approach is just grab a sheet of paper and a pen, and start writing numbers down and d- different categories. You can also create a spreadsheet, or you can go online, use different calculators. But the whole point is list all of your mandatory bills, all of your discretionary expenses, and that yes, that includes your your needs and your wants. And then consider also the not only the expected, but the unexpected and the cyclical types of bills, such as your holiday birthday spendings, even those unplanned car expenses. And a good rule of thumb perhaps, is to account for this is maybe to add another extra 10 to 15 percent to your monthly totals. So if your monthly expenses add up to, say, 3,000 a month, add an extra 300 to 450 onto that total, and that will help you cover those extra expenses.
1: OK, you know, the number I like is 20. I know that's not one we see a lot of, but I'd like to see people arrive at a 20 percent excess for those unknown things. So in that case, it'd be um, thirty six hundred a month or an extra six hundred. Not correcting James there. It's just kind of a personal trade. Preference so instead practice. of 10 percent, 15 percent, make it 20 percent. Just make it 20, please. I think you'll be happy with that. So, determining on the income source side, once you have all those expenses, James was summarizing all figured out. Now it's time to figure out where your income sources be coming from. So, for example, let's say that you have fifteen hundred dollars per month coming in from Social Security, and you're fortunate enough to receive one of those pensions. That what was it, one in seven? Mm-hmm. Boy, I shouldn't blow in the microphone like that, but that's a wow! That's a wow moment. That's a lot of people don't have that luxury. That's what well, that I means. Say. Six out of seven do not have the pension. And that's uh, why it's a bit of a, hey, if you're blessed enough to have it, because let's say that Social Security is 1500 and your pension that you're blessed to have is $1,500, you are 3000 a month. So these are only two sources to draw from, and that's pretty simple math. But there are other sources people may create and or have entering into retirement, such as some wages from what? Part-time wage, a little part-time work, uh, self-employment, a business you've taken over uh, into retirement, you're starting to scale out, maybe you're transitioning, you have a, a legacy plan, uh, annuities, annuity investments that might pay you guarantees of income for the rest of your forever, yours and your significant other, and other investments, market-based investments, hopefully you have the right amount of uh, safe money or annuities with guarantees, and then the right amount at risk, getting a reward properly, hedging inflation, having some liquidity on the market investment side, maybe you have some uh, dirt versus dollars, you have some rental income from rental sources. Such things as that. So now this is a breaking point and a teaser. We're going to continue with the seven retirement planning sins right here on the income side where we left off when we return. Our phone number,
0: 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on
1: 55KRC, The Talk Station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisor
0: firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. If you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 43 b IRA rollover, retirement planning, income planning, social security maximization, investment strategies, retirement solutions, all those things and more, we can help, 513-575-9654. In other words, red money solutions, yellow money, and also green money solutions all those we can help. Our website brownfinancialadvisors dot com. Email addresses team at brownfinancialadvisors dot com, and come see us at one of our Cincinnati area locations. Milford is our headquarters, but we also have satellite
1: locations in Westchester, Blue Ash, and Florence. And Greg, where did we leave off? Well, I like that um, that reference you made to colors of money. Red is unmanaged. Yellow is managed, reputable process. That's what we do. Four one Ks and self managed money is red. We want to get the red out. Green is safe money. Comes in a variety of forms you know checking savings money in the mattress but more importantly money that's fully insured against risk that you know you insure your home your body your car why not your nest egg or some part of it that has a great opportunity for growth with safety and also you can add some riders just a cost between you and the company it buys you something like guarantees of income for life and James where we left off we're transitioning now into some of the uh you know, how how to get some savings goals. Okay, if we have sources of income, if we're running a little tight on income, we better be doing something about it, putting some money in our future, and that would be along the lines of setting savings and debt payoff goals. So in order to determine these realistic numbers that you should be aware of, um, so that you don't have a budget shortfall in your future, well, first determine if you have one now or if you have a surplus. If you don't have a surplus, you need to be creating one, dropping some expenses, reducing some debt, reducing some credit card, uh, reducing unnecessary spending is in areas like Starbucks habits and snacks and eating out and whatever it might be that is causing you not to have a surplus. Because if you don't have a surplus, you can't have a savings. You can't have a savings. You don't have much of a financial future. That's just the fact. So the sooner you do it, the more time you have saved, more time value of money, the bigger better it all gets. And it's a horrible time to be all stressed out when you're in your final financial phase of life per se. But, uh, what we want to see you accomplish in achieving a budget and determining where you are is to turn it around and work up here 's the twenty percent number again. I like it on both sides. twenty percent surplus okay if you 're in retirement, we just stated a few minutes ago. I'd like to see you be twenty percent in surplus in case of little things that come up. so three thousand a month would be thirty six hundred that 's six hundred dollars extra month in your budget during retirement leading up to retirement. I want to see you craft a lifestyle that allows a 20% surplus so that you can do, you know, 5% savings into liquid funds like a traditional savings account pays about hundred percent of nothing. And then invest into your future, keeping it liquid upwards of the 15% remaining so that if you need it a week from Tuesday, you can claw it back and apply it and use it. Otherwise don't leave it dormant. Don't let it mothball, let it leverage and grow over time to right risk remaining liquid all the while in case you do need it. Part of your future story here. So um, just some considerations there. And James, hand it off back to you.
0: Well, another one is not using tax shelters. Or in other words, if you want to phrase it a little bit more politically correctly, how about not taking advantage of the Uncle Sam savings plans, (laughs) which is to say the 401Ks, the 403Bs at work, the IRAs, if you're out on your own, the individual retirement arrangements, whether they be traditional or Roth, or maybe both, a combination of both, and if you're self-employed, consider opening and properly funding one of those SEP IRAs and perhaps even a solo 401k, all those different things. So first and foremost, if you are at work, you have access to a plan, whether it be a 401k, 403b, or perhaps even a simple IRA contribute enough to receive the company match. If there is a match, make sure you contribute at least as much into the company match. All right. If you have, even more money that you can start socking away into your retirement, take advantage of the IRAs. Yes, there are limits as what you can contribute on a year-in-year basis to the IRAs, but nevertheless, you're better off having funded those than not having funded those. And if you still have money left over, do not forsake that you can just simply open up a non-qualified brokerage account, just a regular non-qualified plan Put as much money as you want into your retirement, into your investments, and better yet, take advantage of the tax rates, the capital gains tax rates. So those are different areas that when we say take advantage of the tax shelters, the Uncle Sam
1: savings plans, that's what we mean. Just yes, be careful with it. As James mentioned, it can be a tax trap or a tax blessing. There's a balance between two, and according to plan, is exactly what you need to do. Healthcare costs, just keep that in mind. Long term care, we want to have a plan for it, whether it includes insurance or not. We need to be prepared for the financial ex- aspects of it. Shoo, resequence that uh, when you redo this tape. Um, say, 65 year old couple, quick example, likely spend. Upwards of 280,000 out of pocket between co-pays, deductibles, premiums, and all the direct care things that actually won't ultimately be covered. Too, just a couple thoughts there, and I want to want to put my finger in place there about inflation and speak towards that. Hey, if you're out there and just got this little this email about uh, you didn't emphasize much on getting out of debt, call us. We can help with that. We'll also help with any listeners on uh, budgeting and savings and all the things we discussed here, but hey, one tip is the snowball, um, I like to call it the avalanche method, pay the smallest uh, expense item, then the extra money, once it's paid off, you apply to each one, gets larger and larger until you knock them all out. Dave Ramsey didn't actually create that, by the way. Larry Burkett, bless his heart, he's been gone about almost 20 years, died of cancer in Christendom. Really a, a soldier for the good things. Wanted all this stuff to go to public domain. It didn't. Uh, Dave did a good job of monetizing it. Capitalism's alive and well, and it's a good thing. But uh, whether it's the avalanche or the snowball, you kind of get it. Call us for details. We can help. Now, inflation, James. We are just running some numbers earlier. Take, like, since 1989 to current 2019, 1989. That's uh, year 30 Taylor, years. Taylor Swift was born, 1989. Just a footnote um this indexing for pricing has been tracked since 1635 the year 1635. Now here's a point cities around us don't have a number for Cincinnati per se but 2.3 percent annually every year annually since 1989 through this year is Philly's number of inflation that's 97.61 percent it's almost 100 percent increase in expenses since 1989. Chicago's 92 percent Detroit's 91 percent you get the picture Simple math would mean a $200,000 house become $400,000, okay? So if you needed to overcome 2.3% annual average inflation and you're in retirement and you need to spend about 4% of your money too just for cash flow, you're at 6.3% and your money is not growing. It's just meeting inflation and paying you to live. So if you add another 1% on top of that, just try to grow your money over time too for legacy or whatever the case, you need a target of 7.3% on your money to grow it. 6.3% to survive on it. What are you doing? What's your plan? How much is safe? How much is certain? Have you insured yourself for cash flows that you have guarantees of cash flow so that then you can hedge properly the risk of your money properly invested to grow over time with the amount of risk you can take to get paid? Statistics do matter, and we need to have a handle on it, and you shouldn't fly kamikaze style with this stuff. It's what we do. We hope that you find much more interesting things to do in your retirement than trying to manage a plane Lack of proper airspeed will crash and burn.
0: Well, in other words, for those people hiding out in bank CDs, bank products, congratulations—you
1: found a safe way to lose money, at least to inflation. Exactly. Before you can even support yourself, on the annual spend of say four percent, the principle of four four percent on your bucket of money equals the amount of cash flow you create. Hundred thousand be forty thousand a year. The one million—do you have one million to produce forty thousand a year? And are you getting a two percent CD rate? and you're not keeping up with your own cash flow needs, you're depleting rapidly. Another big problem
0: that we see, and this is human nature, by the way, is being inflexible. Now, we never really, really know, at least not in advance, how things are going to turn out, whether it be in life in general or investing in particular. And as we get older, yes, it's human nature that we tend to become more and more resistant to change. But if you have a very narrow vision of what your future looks like and also you're unwilling to change course, well, you're setting yourself for at least potential disappointment, if not disaster. So we can and we should plan for the best, but we also need to have contingencies in place for those unforeseen twists and turns that inevitably seem
1: to occur. So our offer is to meet with you and help you. Complimentary. Put out a plan, all the recommendations so you can decide. Don't procrastinate. Five frogs on a log. Four decide to jump off. How many are left? still five. There's a difference between deciding and doing. So do it. Do it today. Our phone number, 513-575-9654.
0: Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. On behalf of Greg, myself, James, and Barry, thank you for listening today. Have a great week. Remember this, sound money where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you.